And we welcome you to the Wednesday morning show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. I am really honored to be able to welcome once again to the program for his monthly visit, Brian Albrecht, the president of Gateway Technical College. And President Albrecht, it has already occurred to me that uh, the number of times we're going to get to do this together is dwindling with your impending retirement. So it makes me appreciate each and every one of these conversations all the more. Greg, thank you so much again for today's program, but you're so right. There are many, many things that I'm going to miss about Gateway, but one of them at the top of the list is our time together to share with our community the progress that Gateway continues to make and introduce them to some of our very special guests that have helped us achieve success over all these years. So I'm pleased to be with you. I think I'll be with you maybe one or two more times at the most, and then we're going to kind of build that transition into hopefully the next president of Gateway. Right. We'll talk about that in just a second. And of course, today's conversation will involve the way in which Gateway is part of the uh, larger network of the Wisconsin Technical College system. And we're certainly honored to have uh, the president of of, uh, the WTCS, uh, Morna Foy, whom we'll introduce in a moment, along with Megan Barr, who is a Gateway graduate, soon to be a UW Parkside student, and uh, someone who sits on the board of the WTCS. So we'll get to all of that in just a moment. Uh, Well, first, uh, President Albrecht, you mentioned the uh, transition to a new leader. Can we just get an update from you about uh, the search for a new president? Where are sure, things? Sure, I'd be happy to. Thank you. You know, it has been an, an amazing experience for me to be able to have this time to reflect on our progress uh, at Gateway. But I will just share with our community that um, in January, our board put together an ad hoc committee to help establish some ex consulting team and so we're using Greenwood Asher to help us formulate the position description for the next president they've conducted listening sessions many of them throughout the community some virtual some in person and they've taken all of that information and reported out to our board last Thursday on their findings they're now taking those findings and putting them into that position description which um, should be officially launched the first week in july so within the next few days we'll have that available to our community it is on a website that we have at gateway called presidential search a lot of the questions in the process is available trying to make it very transparent for our community but after that point once it's released uh, to the nation it's going to be a national search once it's released then uh, hopefully applications and resumes will come flowing in. Uh, That's the goal. And and then the ad hoc committee will continue to work with the consulting firm to refine the number of candidates that they'd like to take through an interview process with the plan being that early fall, um, we would be able to invite candidates to campus to meet our faculty, our staff, our community at large, and then make that appointment uh, in fall so that my official transition would be sometime after that early mid-fall season so that I can continue to provide some guidance and support for the next president and and make it as smooth a transition as possible. So it uh, took a little while to ramp up, but now it seems like we're we're there. And uh, once the applications come in, sort of it's out of my hands from there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have just begun the season of summer, of course, with Mother Nature giving us a nice blast of heat to remind us of what summer is all about. But of course, summer is also about summer camp. And uh, even at a place like Gateway Technical College, summer camp uh, is a, a really exciting thing. And uh, Gateway offers kind of an array of them, doesn't it? Oh, it does very much so. And I, I wish I were a kid again. Maybe when I retire, I can volunteer to be a camp director. No, I think I'd rather be a participant in a camp. I don't know if I want to be a camp director, but it is um, it's certainly an exciting time for us on campus. And I know many 
colleges in the system here have summer camps to bring elementary middle school kids on campus to expose them to some really cool labs and programs and uh, to help them think about their career. But at Gateway, just as an example, Greg, we have a photography class going on, a Nitro X, which you get to build your own race car and run it on our EVOC track. That's mm -hmm. always exciting. I love going out to that event. I have my own car, by the way, so I can race the kids in that one. Um, we've got some great ones on cosmetology and facials and nail care. And I remember one year I had my nails painted. That was it, an interesting experience for me because it didn't come off for like three weeks. But uh, <laughs> a lot of great activities, junior fire camp for EMS. So things that I think could be experiences that students will remember for a very long time. Um, helps them to define their careers and their interests and their abilities. So if you take all of that combined with some robotics activities, and we even have a camp for parents. It's an interesting one. It's called College 101. So maybe parents that uh, don't know exactly what they should be planning for for their children, never too early to plan for that. Uh, we've got a little camp set up so we can help parents uh, be better informed about what it's like to go to college and make those decisions, whether it's financial or academic preparation or how to select a college in today's environment with all the different hybrid online and face-to-face -face colleges. So we're reaching really deep into our community again this year with our camps. And I want to thank all of our, our um, faculty who are going to be presenting those camps. And most importantly, I want to welcome all of our students to campus. I'm looking forward to seeing them. Very good. Finally, I know you want to crow a little bit about uh, the latest trophy to uh, sit on Gateway's uh, increasingly crowded trophy shelf. Uh, tell us about this latest award that Gateway received. Yeah, you're so right. We, we are so honored at Gateway to have the opportunity to run some great programs and have some great services that uh, are continually recognized at local, state, and national uh, events. And this one is so special and important. To, you know, as you kind of wind down your career, you look for ways that are going to be sort of legacy changes in the college. And one of the things actually under System President Morna Foy, who we'll meet in just a minute, uh, the technical college system has really engaged in the important work of diversity, equity, inclusion. And uh, Gateway has been a champion for that in Southeast Wisconsin and I think other colleges across the nation. But most recently, we were recognized as one of 25 colleges in the country to receive the Promising Places to Work Award by Diversity in Higher Education. So it's a great statement for the work that we've uh, begun to put in place. I think we recognize the fact that well, this work is never done. So it's a starting point, but it's a new cornerstone and a new foundation for Gateway going into the future. And to know that we're on track with some of the leading colleges in the nation gives me great pride and uh, hopeful, hopefulness that we'll continue down that pathway. Very good. Well, it's uh, time for us to say a, a more official word of introduction to the two very special guests that you have invited onto the program. Uh, say a word about... Uh, Morna Foy and Megan Barr. Oh, I, this might take the whole program, just my introduction. Two of my dearest friends, Morna Foy and I have known each other for probably 30 years uh, in my pathway in education, working at the Department of Public Instruction before I, before I came to Gateway. And once I, I arrived at Gateway, I've never had a deeper friend and someone that was willing to help and support and serve uh, our state and our college in general here at Gateway. So I want to thank Morna. She is a champion for career in technical education, a champion for America's community colleges, and has really positioned Wisconsin's technical colleges to be at the forefront of innovative practices. And as we'll hear today, some of the unique opportunities that are going to be on the horizon for things like liberal arts pathways and diversity, equity, inclusion, and so on. So I'm extremely proud to have Morna with us today. And I also want to take this moment to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to Megan Barr. 
Uh, Megan and I became friends when she was just beginning her first semester here at Gateway Technical College, and I met her at one of our ambassador programs, and she had to give a speech, and she was a little nervous, so I sat by her, and we started visiting, and, and she'll tell you her story, but it's led undecided should I go to college, what college should I go to, to sitting on the Wisconsin Technical College State System Board in just a very short window of a couple of years. I could not be more proud of my friend Megan Barr. Very good. We are very happy to have both of you joining us today on the morning show. Uh, a warm welcome to uh, both of you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Morna we appreciate you uh, joining us for what is probably the last conversation that all of us will have together with uh, President Albrecht. Uh, remind our listeners about uh, how long you have known President Albrecht and what kind of uh, working relationship and friendship has developed over the course of those many years. Well, I, I'm actually kind of pleased to hear Brian say it's been 30 years, um, but I think that's because I actually was uh, started my career in Wisconsin as an auditor for the state legislature, and education was one of my uh, specialty areas, and so our paths did cross um, in a little bit of a different relationship. I wouldn't have said we were working together when you're, when you're auditing someone, uh, but uh, we have actually worked together in... Um, in career and technical education for 24 years, my entire time with the technical college system. As he mentioned, he was at DPI at the time. Um, and I guess if I could sum up our relationship uh, in a one word, I would say demanding because Brian has always been a strong advocate and champion for students, whether they're K-12 students or gateway students, um, he is always looking for new ways to address needs and serve the community. And sometimes those ideas, you know, push the envelope. Um, they, they force us to revisit our rules, our processes, our, um, our comfort zones, and if, if, if you will, about how, how we do things and how education is supposed to be delivered. Um, but those are good. That's a good demand. That's a good uh, push. Um, because, you know, if you don't change, um, you grow stagnant and um, it's, it's just not a good situation. So, you know, in addition to being demanding, Brian is extremely collegial. He is collaborative. And above all else, I would say he is a lot of fun to work with. Um, I mean, it is really impossible not to get excited about uh, working on an initiative or a project at Gateway when Brian's going to be involved because uh, it doesn't matter how big the issue is. It doesn't matter how um, difficult it sounds. Um, Brian's enthusiasm, um, his, his confidence, his optimism um, that, uh, you know, we can, we can make change. That's good. Um, it's, it's just infectious. So I really enjoy it. You know, I wonder if this is the first time in human history that the word, demanding and fun were used in the same sentence to describe somebody. That's not a commonly heard pairing, but I think you just did a really good job of describing how, especially in certain arenas and where certain things need to happen, that's actually two great qualities to have. And there's probably yes. a lot of demanding people who would be a lot more successful if they were also fun. I think so. And I, I you know, I hope people... Uh, appreciate the fact that 
fun is a, an important um, quality for any leader because um, our work is difficult and it's 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 wearing. It can be wearing, especially in times um, like we've experienced and Gateway has experienced in the last several years. Um, and so that fun is really just the the embodiment of optimism in my mind. Um, and that and that we can make things better together. Hmm. And that pretty much sums up Brian and to me. <laughs> You're very kind, Morna. I, I, I just am kind of at a loss of words on how I, I say this, but I just wanted to thank you again for your advocacy for students, for adults, for learners in general across the state. And that whole concept of demanding, it is hard work. I can remember way back when we were beginning the negotiations on the Carl Perkins legislation and how do we split the money between K-12 and post-secondary. At that time, I was on the K-12 side, so I was advocating really hard for the K-12. And now I'm on the post-secondary side, so I understand the rationale of the other scenario and then all the way to most recently our legislative initiative to try to get some state funding for the IMED center and you told me specifically that is going to be hard work Brian and we spent a lot of time at the Capitol meeting with legislators and just all of those touch points where you are encouraging when some of the biggest challenges faced uh, our college myself in my career and you were always encouraging and supportive and helped me by giving me some thoughtful guidance and advice and here are some strategies that we may use together or here are some people brian that you should get to network with because they can help advocate for your your vision so thank you so much it's been a pleasure we want to also of course draw in now megan barr recent Gateway graduate, soon to be a student at the University of Wisconsin Parkside, and somebody who sits uh, as a member of the board for the Wisconsin Technical College System. Megan, we're so glad that you can be with us. Uh, President Albrecht already described kind of the breathless uh, speed with which you've traveled this arc from Gateway student to a member of this important state board. That's that's quite a journey. Uh, why don't you describe uh, that journey to us? I mean, first of all, what took you to Gateway, what you studied at Gateway, and then how this wonderful opportunity uh, came your way uh, to sit on this important board. Oh, my gosh, yes. Thank you uh, so much for having me. Um, I don't know if I'd believe you if you told me you know, a few years back that I'd be doing what I'm doing today. Um I started uh, at Gateway in the fall of 2018 um, just to take a few general education classes just to boost up my GPA. Uh, I didn't have the most positive high school experience. Um, I failed a few classes. Um, I was struggling a lot with uh, my ADHD at the time. So my first day at Gateway started in tears of, mm. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. Um, and really in the beginning it was, a lot of people having to tell me that I had potential um, until I believed until I believed that I had potential myself. Um, so I slowly started getting involved, uh, which meant people approaching me and telling me that there was free food and sending me in the direction of said free food. So uh, and those were all events where I got to meet people and um, I started attending more events and uh, eventually got uh, invited to NCOR, which uh, is the National Conference in Race and Ethnicity in Higher Education. And that was in Portland, Oregon in the spring of 2019. Um, and I met all sorts of people. Um, and I really 
thought to myself, wow, I really, I really love Gateway and I really want to stay here a little bit longer. Uh, so that's when I decided to join the professional communications program. And I also decided to become a peer advocate for the multicultural program. Um, and from there, I started leading several different clubs. Um, I ran for Gateway District Ambassador, and I was honored to receive that. Um, I became the student trustee um, for the Board of Trustees. And then that put, that put us in the pandemic. And I really, it was crazy. My calendar, probably in February of uh, 2020, was filled with all of these amazing events. And within a few weeks, everything was just cleared. Everything was replaced with Zoom meetings. I really didn't know what to expect, but I knew that um, I needed to take every opportunity I, I could because I didn't know what the future held. Um, and I also knew during that very difficult time that even though I was struggling, I needed to be um, I needed to be the person that uh, people I guess thought I was. You know, the people, uh, the person that um, people looked up to for myself. Um, so. Uh, after attending lots of Zoom meetings and getting very involved, um, that put me uh, where I got to be the Encore Student Scholar for 2021. Um, and I then got an email from Brian and Zena about an opportunity on the WTCS board. And uh, I sent in my resume. I was absolutely honored to be appointed by the governor last year, and I started uh, with my first meeting back in September. And I have to, let me tell you, just pinch myself every meeting I go to, because I'm just so incredibly honored and grateful to be where I'm at. Hmm. And now going into a career in higher education. Megan, I might just comment that you may not have seen that success in you, but I did, and I know Zena did as well. And it was an easy nomination to put your name out there because you, you have demonstrated what it takes to build confidence, hope, and success. And that's to the character that you bring to, to yourself and to others. I know that your journey has been told many times and students look up to that because there are so many people in our community that have that same challenge, right? How do I get in front of a group? My self-confidence, can I do it? I didn't have a great educational experience. And we pride ourselves here at Gateway of trying to build that family experience and welcome you and others into that family and just watch you grow and blossom from there. And I just have to say to Morna that uh, I, I send Megan a note before every board meeting or, you know, wishing her well and everything. And I'm so proud to see her sitting with the rest of the, the state trustees. And she's I think she's doing a great job serving on your board. So we were honored to have her as a local board trustee and now, of course, the state board. The first one in Gateway's history, by the way. Uh, Greg. So we've never had a student serve in that capacity before. Wow. So Morna Foy, explain kind of the 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 purpose or point of having a, a student on the state board. Is it has that always been the case, or is this a fairly recent uh, development? And what does it mean to have somebody like Megan Barr uh, at the table uh, representing other students? Well, it's it's very important, and of course, everything I say now is predicated on the fact that. Megan is actually one of my bosses, so it's going to be glowing, absolutely. Um, but in my in my time with the system, we've always had a student member. Um, in modern history, we've always had a student member. Um, it's a little bit different because they are two-year terms um, as opposed to the six-year terms that the non-student uh, appointees get to serve. Um, and But the good thing is, is that they can continue um, past their graduation date, like Megan is doing. 
So she's she's moving on now to um, Parkside, but we are um, counting on her to share with us her experiences as a transfer student, because that is something, another area where the technical colleges are expanding our programming. Um, it's become a more important um, expectation of students that their uh, higher education pathways are continuous, um, that they don't have to repeat work, um, that they can uh, pursue uh, different institutions and different credentials at different times in their lives. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see how, how things go for Megan. Um, it's it's uh, going to be a good test of what I always say, which is that tech colleges are not afraid uh, to know the truth about how we're doing. Um, because that's how we uh, make improvement and make progress. I will say that I think it's very difficult for student members to serve on the system board because we have meetings all over the state. Um, and they are, you know, most of them are working. If not all of our students um, are working, then they're going to school. Um, and that makes it more difficult to get a couple days off. Uh, <laughs> in many cases to go to a system board meeting. Megan actually has, uh, I think, really set the bar quite high because not only has she been um, a, a religious attender of our meetings, um, but she, she went so far as to get her driver's license and get a car. I, ex I, I, I think she bought it. I'm not sure where she got that car actually, but um, to, to drive up the next day to her first um, board meeting. So um, she is um, quite dedicated, quite committed. I think she's also um, a really exceptional student board member because of her experience, um, not only her personal experience as a student and overcoming some challenges about um, pursuing her education, but her involvement in the, the student initiatives, both locally at Gateway and nationally and student government um, in leadership decisions of the college, that it really gives her um, a broad um, personal experience. But she 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 really um, represents students using a very simple message, which is a method, which is that she actually goes talks to them. She spends mm -hmm. time with them, and most importantly, she spends time with students who are not like her and who have not had the same experiences or lived the same process um, to get to college or to, to go through a college. And so it allows her to represent the 300,000 students statewide. They don't all have to be your friends, um, but she, she um, creates opportunities for herself to learn what their um, lives and experiences are like. And I think she really um, is emulating Brian in a lot of ways because she definitely uses her voice on their behalf. She she definitely believes in the power of persistence, and as is, as I mentioned, that Brian is can be very demanding. So can Megan. I, I have to say that when I found out she was going to be on the board, I was a little nervous because of some of her advocacy efforts. I thought we are gonna have to run to keep up with um, her, but which is actually turned out to be true. But I really think that Megan represents this new generation of college student, which is uh, we expect things from you. 
we need things from you as higher education. You do not decide anymore what's best for us. We decide that and you need to deliver it. Um, and I, I embrace that. I welcome that because I think that's gonna make the tech college system um, the best in the nation. Um, and it is going to deliver the leadership and uh, the leaders that Wisconsin needs um, to be successful in the future. Mona, I can affirm everything you have said. I remember um, uh, Megan buying the car and driving to Madison uh, for the first state board meeting because I saw her there. And then a few months later, uh, she was actually at the state board meeting doing a presentation. So she's not only about let's sit and listen, she wants to teach others as well. That was very exciting, um, I think an exciting opportunity. And, and I think when you when you speak about uh, Megan's commitment, there's no doubt about it. Uh, just recently, we had a ribbon cutting event and it started at eight o'clock in the morning and you had a state board meeting the night before. And she, so she was at an off location and left at four o'clock in the morning to make it back for a ribbon cutting event. So I agree with you. She is all in, but she's in for the right reasons and she'll roll up her sleeves and she'll do the hard work of making sure that we advocate for, for students. Absolutely. Megan, uh, maybe you could say a word about the means by which you uh, create these connections with other students. Uh, and I'm particularly struck by what uh, Morna Foy said about how you you are especially anxious to make connections with students who have experiences very different from your own. Uh, so take us inside that process. I mean, how are you making these connections with other students in order to uh, more effectively and properly represent them on the state board? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, also, thank you, Brian and Morna, uh, for your kind words. I will say, yes, uh, I got my license on uh, September 10th. I bought my first car on September 11th, and I think the board meeting was September 14th. So it's a very short time period. Um, but uh, the best way that I've found to connect with students um, at all the colleges is to find the student leaders. Um, find the students that are committed to um, spreading the student voice at their own colleges. Um, and I like to do that through um, the state ambassador program, uh, which we just had in April. And I had the honor of meeting um, this year's group of uh, state ambassadors. Um, and I talked to them for a while and really got to learn their stories and what they're passionate about. And I'll also say, um, I like to meet students through Wisconsin student government. Um, which is a group of amazing students from all 16 technical colleges that advocate for the needs of technical college students um, across the state of Wisconsin. Um, so I'm really lucky to have a lot of different students to reach out to, uh, to uh, get different opinions and perspectives. Megan, I also have to ask, um, I don't know how many people your age would seem to relish the opportunity to go to a lot of meetings uh, I can think of a lot of people, not just your age, but any age, who are that just is one of the last things they feel like doing. But you clearly come to all of these gatherings with a, a sense of expectation. Um, what is it that you so enjoy about these kind of settings and these conversations and discussions and meetings? I mean, what do you find exciting about that? Yeah, my parents are also very confused as to why I love these so much for my 
last birthday for my 22nd birthday, I asked for a briefcase and they, and they gave it, they're like, you just want a briefcase. And I said, yes, I just want a briefcase so I can go to all of my meetings. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it's just because I'm so passionate um, about higher education. Um, I've shared this before that the reason I want to go into this is so I can make an impact on students' lives the same way that Gateway and WTCS has impacted mine. Um, so I love going to the meetings because it's just, um, there's never, I never walk out without learning anything. I'm always learning something new. And that's just such an exciting idea to me. Um, I've really committed myself to being a lifelong learner, um, to you know being in college for the long haul. I wanna get a doctorate degree someday. Um, so for me, it's the learning. Um, and I've noticed that not only through the gateway board meetings, but also through the state board meetings, that they always take the time to educate the board members on what's going on um, at the colleges um, on different topics. Uh, so not only are students at the colleges learning, but also the board members. And I really like that. Hmm. Greg, I have to share with you that at uh, commencement this year, of course, uh, Megan walked across the stage and we have a little reception afterwards. So I had a chance to meet Megan's family and, and we were talking about the journey that she's on and all those exciting things. And she was already thinking about the next step. She asked me if I could introduce her to Chancellor Ford because she was going to be a student at Parkside. So we've set that meeting up next week. Uh, Chancellor Ford, if you're listening, you get to meet one of our superstars, Megan Barr, and I know that she will continue to carry that passion forward at the university. By the way, Megan, uh, tell us about your own uh, connection with President Albrecht and what kind of difference he has made and what kind of advocate he has been uh, on your behalf. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I first met Brian when I received his family scholarship um, in, I think that was January of 2020. Um, and I officially met him at the ceremony and I think we did a little interview uh, together and I was so nervous. Um, <laughs> And um, afterwards, then I became the Gateway District Ambassador. Uh, so I saw him again. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, yeah, here's Brian again. And the thing that really came across to me is he makes people feel welcome. Um, I've described him as human sunshine before because he just makes <laughs> you feel good when he's talking to you. Um, but, you know, shortly after I became a District Ambassador, I, I actually. I had an assignment in one of my classes where I had to interview someone and I interviewed him. Um, it was shortly after the pandemic started over Zoom. Uh, so this is funny that I, now I'm the one being interviewed. Uh, <laughs> I interviewed him a few years ago. Um, but I've really learned so much from him. Um, not only as you know the former ambassador um, when I was student trustee, um, but just being able to talk to him and uh, learn from examples, see what he's doing, like all the amazing initiatives that he's been doing. Um, he really uh, was, a, he's, he's a big, strong reason in why I want to go into higher education. Um, just the way that he connects with students. Um, he's been an incredible support system for me, and I'm so incredibly grateful to have met him and uh, been able to learn from him. Megan, I, I would just share that as much as you might have learned from me, I learned more from you. So I just want to thank you for helping me better understand a student perspective on the role that I play at Gateway and sharing my voice with you. It's been an honor, and I look forward to continuing that 
friendship uh, going forward. And I, I think about those magical moments where we're able to kind of laugh about something that might have happened or, you know, plan for a big event that might be coming up. And those are the types of things that, uh, that you know, that we take for granted because it's part of our work. But now when you get a chance to look back, you just know how important and special those uh, times were. So thank you so much for your kind words. And um, I know our journey hasn't ended uh, together yet. And, and I know that I hope you know that the impact that you've made at Gateway, everybody points to Megan when they say, who should we have represent us and speak on our behalf, whether it's testimony at the legislature or, or, or advocating at an advisory committee at the local level. So just great to have you as my friend. Thank you. For those of you just joining us, today is the monthly visit of Brian Albrecht, the president of Gateway Technical College. We're honored to have a second president with us, uh, Morna Foy, president of the Wisconsin Technical College System, and we're also very honored to have with us Megan Barr, recent Gateway graduate, uh, who will be uh, continuing her studies at the University of Wisconsin Parkside in the fall. And she uh, is a member of the Wisconsin Technical College System Board, again, for which uh, Morna Foy serves as president. Uh, Morna Foy, uh, Wisconsin, of course, is struggling as every state in the union is struggling with a skilled worker shortage. Um, explain the role that the technical colleges of Wisconsin uh, need to play in, uh, in helping uh, the state to address its employment needs. Um, well, good morning again. Um, I honestly believe that uh, the technical college system um, not only needs to, but does play uh, a primary role in addressing uh, Wisconsin's immediate workforce needs. Um, there's just so many occupations and so many um, aspects of our, our daily lives that um, technical college students um, learn the skills and have the talent to address. Um, but there there are a few things um, that we are particularly um, targeted on right now because the workforce shortage that you just described is is genuinely truly across the board it is not just in manufacturing it is not just in the skilled trades it is not just in healthcare, which has been a, a um, high demand area for a long time it's also in public safety it's also in information technology it's also in mental health and uh, allied health fields i mean it is it's just endless i i really believe that you know Easily several times a week, uh, we are hearing about another industry sector that needs help. Um, and because of the way that the technical colleges serve uh, individuals throughout their lives and throughout their careers, we're in a perfect position to uh, address those needs. Not necessarily because we have endless amounts of money. In fact, that is not the case. Um, <laughs> or that somehow there's this huge influx of new people in Wisconsin. Um, but it's because we design our programs in a way that allow people to make career changes or to upskill within their industry so that they can take on new responsibilities. And there's three things that we do very well that I think will be a key to um, addressing Wisconsin's current workforce needs. First, um, focusing on the needs in our local communities. So each technical college district, um, each technical college serves a local area. They have a different economic priorities. They have different um, industries with workforce needs of a specific type. And we stay focused on those local things. So we don't try to solve 
the world's workforce needs. Um, and that helps us um, take more uh, direct action. Um, secondly, uh, we rely on and are very good at building partnerships with employers. They absolutely need to be involved in prioritizing the specific credentials that they are looking for, um, which industries are um, in greatest need right now. How do we establish uh, creative delivery models to upskill their existing workforce? Do we do programming in their place of business, for example? So it allows, uh, say, second shift workers not to have to go home, get their stuff, then drive to campus, take a class. I mean, that's like, you might as well not bother. Um, no one human can do that, but can they stay for another hour or so after their shift ends um, and take uh, take you know some training or an educational program with their colleagues at from work? Now we're talking. Now we're cooking with gas. We're we're able to get something done. So those partnerships with employers themselves, engaging them, getting them to put resources into the um, process is critical and it's something that technical colleges do um, every day and as a normal course of our business. And the third thing is that we absolutely need to create more and more flexible opportunities for students to, to learn um, so that no one in this state says, I'm stuck in the career or in the job that I have, whether or not it's something I enjoy, whether or not it's something that is needed in the area, um, I'm, I'm stuck here because there's no path for me to get the skills I need to be um, a contributor. Uh, that, that is a crime that I hope does never exist in this state um, before my career is over. Um, and tech colleges are the ones that can make those opportunities available. I, I couldn't agree more. When you, you've absolutely just described what's happening here in Southeast Wisconsin. We work with employers on a daily basis, just toured a company yesterday, gonna tour another one tomorrow. Um, same kinds of access points. How do we create greater flexibility for adult learners? How do we put programs in place that are going to be sort of just in time to what their needs are? And the way that corporations are now thinking about the long-term vision for employment uh, is so critical because they're they're struggling too with you would get a new employee and they only stay for a few months because someone else offered a little more signing bonus or something else. So that engagement process is so critical, but great, great comments. Morna Foy, um, listeners to Gateway's uh, radio station, WGTD, and uh, anyone who reads about Gateway is well acquainted with the uh, really splendid partnerships that Gateway has fostered with industry throughout southeastern Wisconsin. Uh, and it's probably something that after a while we can take for granted because it is uh, such a consistent hallmark of what Gateway does and Gateway's identity uh, in the community. Uh, is this actually kind of typical of technical colleges uh, throughout the state and maybe uh, in other places? Or is what's happening here at Gateway something rather distinctive and exceptional? Well, I think um, two-year colleges around the country would like to say that they have good relationships with business. Um, they certainly make some efforts, but there's probably nothing that gets a bigger um, reaction when I um, speak with colleagues or um, new colleagues around the country um, than when I describe our relationship with employers here in Wisconsin. 
Um, and it is something that happens at all of the technical colleges, maybe not uh, to the level uh, that happens here in Gateway, but that is also a reflection of the, the economy and the type of employers that you have here in Southeast Wisconsin. Um, but honestly, uh, uh, the, the, the idea that we um, are actually partners with Wisconsin employers, we're not just um, you know, casual acquaintances. We're not just um, what do your what do you need? You know, what kind of graduates would you be interested in hiring? Uh, we actually engage uh, employers in this state in our operations, in our decision making process. What programs are a priority? What credentials specifically? What skills and competencies are needed in the workplace today? And that's just something that changes. So we're not talking about, you know, we don't we don't have these conversations once every five years or even once a year. It's an ongoing conversation. Brian is going to learn a whole bunch of new information when he um, goes on his tours tomorrow and he's going to get a whole bunch of new demands. Um, so and that that's awesome because we change and evolve our programming um, at the speed that industry changes and evolves. So. Um, I do not believe that that actually happens anywhere outside of Wisconsin and anywhere in Wisconsin outside of the technical college system. It is a real joint venture uh, between our communities, our employers, and our colleges um, to create amazing opportunities for students and to um, really deliver the just-in-time workforce uh, that our communities require. And, and emphasized uh, no truer more than my most recent visit to Good Foods located in Kenosha, where Josh took us around and gave us a tour. High-pressure packaging. I had never seen it before. It's very unique, specialized skill set. There are only a couple of them in the Midwest, and we have one, fortunately, in our home community. And so the challenge for us now at Gateway is to do exactly what you said, better understand those systems. How do we put a certificate training program together, make sure there's workforce accessibility. And I'm excited about it because it is something brand new. I get to learn about it. Our faculty will learn about it. And we're going to provide some great opportunities for our, our uh, citizens here to get great family-supporting jobs. We have Absolutely. we have just a few minutes left, so uh, but I would love to move through uh, three remaining questions as, as quickly as we can. I wish we had more time. Megan Barr, when you look back on your time at Gateway, what would be two or three things that you think were especially important in making you successful? I mean, that helped you enjoy academic success, which you had not enjoyed before that. Um, definitely. Uh, I would say the top one is the support system here at Gateway. Um, just about every success or opportunity I've received started with someone encouraging me to pursue it. Um, when I first started at Gateway, uh, like I said, I had very low self-esteem and I needed people to believe in me before I could believe in myself. Um, I in no way saw the potential I had until those around me showed it to me. Um, I had incredible instructors. I had amazing support from Disability Support Services, um, the TRIO program, the Multicultural program, uh, more specifically my mentor, uh, Jamara Gloriano. Um, if I didn't have the support system that I've had these past few years, I'm not sure I would be um, where I'm at right now. Um, and then second, very similar to the first one, um, but the overwhelming sense of community and family that Gateway has 
Um, people make you feel welcome. People make you feel supported. Um, they make you feel safe. And uh, that's what made me come back semester after semester. Mm -hmm. Nicely said. Morna Foy, uh, as we've already talked about, uh, President Albrecht is about to retire from Gateway. How would you summarize uh, what his legacy will be? Um, I think that Brian has instilled in the college community, in the, in the greater Gateway community, um, certainly in the students and certainly in the technical college system, that together uh, we can do anything. We can meet any challenge. Uh, if we collaborate, if we partner, um, if we genuinely engage with each other in a common um, goal, uh, the, the possibilities of the future are nothing but great. Um, and I think that that is, given all of the stuff, <laughs> all the negative um, stuff that has happened in this planet, in our country, and in our in our local communities here in the last um, several years, that that just joy to believe that 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 optimism is um, Brian Albrecht's legacy and gift hmm. to the technical college system. Beautifully said, Megan. The last question to you in just a minute or so, uh, from your perspective as a student. What would your advice be for the next president of Gateway Technical College, whoever he or she may be? Uh, definitely. Um, it's a tough one. Um, there's definitely big shoes to fill, but I would say continue putting student voice at the forefront. Um, continue valuing um, students' wants and needs. Uh, we wouldn't be here without the students. Um, I would say continue um focusing on diversity, equity, and inclusion and how important that is. Um, continue to uh, make people feel welcome, make people feel supported. Just like I said, Brian is human sunshine. Um, when students feel uh, comfortable, when they feel welcomed, when they feel supported um, by their college president and by their whole entire college, they will be able to succeed and do amazing things just as I have. Very well said. <laughs> I, I am so grateful, Greg, and I want to thank Morna and Megan for being our guests today and what, what is the closing out of my career, my radio career, I guess, at WGTD. And I'm honored and touched by your comments, and uh, it just gives me great hope for the, vision, for the future, Megan, for what you're saying and what you're doing at such a young age, and I know you're going to find your way into higher education leadership, and I hope it's in the community college world because you'd be a great ambassador for us. And, and Morna, you know I'm going to be one of your greatest fans, and we're going to continue to advocate the great work that technical colleges provide throughout the entire state. So thank you both. Morna Foy, you, president of Wisconsin Technical College System, Megan Barr, who sits on its board, Gateway graduate, soon to be a UW-Parkside student. Thank you both for being here. And uh, Brian Albrecht, uh, it uh, comes to a close very soon. Uh, our July uh, conversation will be our 198th during your time at Gateway. I look forward to that, and uh, thank you for today's program. You're very welcome.